imaginary advice. What you're listening to here is a song written by um, an artist called Matthew Irvine Brown. Now, Matthew works for Apple as a designer and a prototyper. He works in the human interface device prototyping group. And uh, I'm not even going to try to pretend to understand what that means. But uh, it's probably enough to say that Matthew is a designer who works across many, many mediums and that he's interested in exploring the ways that we use technology. So yeah, this is a song that he wrote. Now, from your perspective, uh, this piece of music, it it probably sounds like uh, a continuous composition. But in actual fact, what you're listening to are lots and lots and lots of very, very short two-second tracks that Matthew has packaged together as an album. One of those tracks on their own uh, sounds like this. The next one in the album sounds like this. There we go, you know, so slightly different. So when you put the album onto shuffle and hit play, there we are, like it creates an endlessly looping non-linear composition. Now, there's a whole bunch of these on his project website, musicforshuffle.com, and you can download them all for free. You should go and uh, check it out. Like, I I really love this project. And just from listening to to Matthew's songs, it got me interested in in knowing whether you could do the same thing with a poem. Uh, So... That's what I've tried to do. I've tried to follow Matthew's method, uh, but apply it to poetry instead. Now, in some of Matthew's notes on the project, he talks about improvisation and giving the pieces a kind of improvised feel, usually starting with a long, free improvisational session to generate the raw recording. So, uh, I tried the same. I recorded about half an hour of improvisation like I didn't want to get too abstract but also I kind of needed to allow my thoughts to wander uh, in order to create enough varied material to work with Uh, and once that was over uh, I went back through the recording and edited down the recording to seven verses which would eventually become the seven tracks of my album and uh, and this is the important bit uh I, I, I edited the material together so each verse would begin mid-sentence. And also, I made sure that every single verse cut out mid-sentence. So every single time that the algorithm bridged a verse, a brand new sentence would be glued together from the two broken ends. And this little quirk could be used to generate humour, but also it could help create a sense of continuity, uh, even if in actual fact that sense of continuity was completely illusory. 
Now that improvised style, which I'd uh, which I'd kind of recorded in, that that proved really really useful. Uh, I, I I definitely think it needs that semi-improvisational shaggy dog feel. Uh, you need to feel like I'm searching for an answer in my head and just like pulling stuff out of my subconscious. You know, it needs to be a little bit whimsical. Uh, now the story that came out of my head was basically about a character trying to draft a poem to break up with someone. It's it, it's the first draft of a dumping poem. Uh, and the reason why like a dumping poem isn't like a, 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 a common phrase is because, yeah, it's, that's not really the chosen format to do the deed, is it? Uh, uh, you, you don't want to use a poem to break up with someone. You want to use a poem to, 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 to woo someone into going out with you. Uh, and because they've chosen like the, the format of the poem, uh, it becomes all too easy for, uh, for this person to kind of go off tangentially onto another subject, you know, to be constantly veering to the left ad infinitum into these kind of fractalized levels of deviation uh, because you know of course due to like the, the 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 technique due to the way that this this poem is being created this poem never actually ends uh, like if you hit play and, and, and can listen to it as an album on your iTunes uh, this this poem just goes on for as long as you are prepared to listen to it So uh, I, I titled this project, <clears throat> Baby, I Wrote a Poem, Especially for You, Baby, and the title of the poem is, which, you know, even for me, who has made a bit of a specialty out of long, clumsy titles, like, even for me, this is, like, you know, particularly long and clumsy, but, like, it kind of has to be, uh, not everyone is going to hear this podcast, so I needed the album name to do a gargantuan amount of heavy lifting. Uh, so the idea is that you would uh, download this poem from, uh, from a website. I've actually I've uploaded it to the Bandcamp website. So the idea being that you would be able to download it onto uh, your laptop, into whatever you use to play MP3s, uh, and then hit the shuffle button, and then you could choose any one of the tracks. Uh, to start with uh, and then you would click on uh, on that track to start the poem and the first words said are the title of that particular generated version of the poem of course here on the podcast like I can't really show you the full non-linear experience of the poem but just so I can kind of give you guys a taster what I'm going to do is I'm going to just going to play the opening seven minutes of a randomly generated version of the poem. So what we could do is we could call this sample uh, an opening canto because you're going to get to hear all seven verses uh, once through, which is like as far as it gets before the shuffle algorithm starts to repeat the verses in a different order. Um, Hopefully you can tell where one verse ends and the other starts because I've used a different tonal frequency under each verse. So hopefully you're going to hear that around the changes. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was a lot of fun to write. Uh, I, like, I hope you like it. This, this, is, this is definitely not a finished project, um, but like, by any means. Like, it's, it's, it's just a prototype, uh, but it is something that I would love to come back and work on again with uh, musicians or other writers um what else to say 
Okay, right, yeah. Uh, I, I will say this. You're going to notice that uh, that I've decided to affect a, a slightly unusual vocal style uh, for the recording. And uh, that was my attempt to get around the tonal variances in my performance. I found that if I just spoke normally, then when everything got cut up and reorganised, that you, you'd just hear like the, the breaks too clearly. But I found that if I spoke a little bit, you know, just just a tiny little bit, like I was the paralytic frontman of a scary 80s post-punk band, then uh, it suddenly became like a lot harder to notice that all of my lyrics were being randomised by a computer. Look, I just go where the work takes me, you know, just make of that what you will. So anyway, <clears throat> here we go. Here's a sample of my infinite non-linear breakup poem. Uh, baby... I wrote a poem especially for you, baby. And the title of the poem is... A Shit Magician. Let's say that again. A Shit Magician. You might not like them, but you can't deny their energy. My karma goes up eight chevrons just thinking about them. Why does their magic appear to be 99% shuffling? I don't know. He might pull anything out of that hat. A dove, a dead dove, a receipt for a sandwich, a prawn sandwich, I don't know. A gun. He doesn't try to fool us into thinking the universe is ordered. Is that your card? No. Is that it? No. His trick never ends. It's still going on now. Just remember that. Just remember that when it comes my time to disappear. Don't expect me to return at the end of the trick. I'm a shit magician. And anyway, if I ever came back, Knowing my luck, I'd come back as the epicenter of a dogfight at sunset in October. That's not much of a story, I'll give you that. Hopefully you can work out the rest of the details yourself. Fill in the blanks. I can't always be there to hold your hand. I know that most poetry sounds like the convoluted closing speech of a supervillain. All those different ways of saying, you and I are the same, you know. Look, just kill me already. I want to promise you that this poem is nearly over. In fact, I'd have finished it already if I hadn't been simultaneously making your birthday card. That's right, you should feel bad. The cover of the car took me ages because I didn't know how old you were. So in the end, I just decided to draw a big picture of Scandinavia. All of it, all of 
Scandinavia on a map that looks a bit like a penis yes it does trust me once you've seen it you can't unsee it which jaded designer managed to smuggle that past the proofreader a little fuck you easter egg hidden in the spaghetti program of god if you don't see a dick hidden in the shape of the continents then what hope is there for our marriage Are there any secrets left for us to discover? I doubt it. I mean, you've already guessed my fantasy about having sex with Sarah Jessica Parker. No one else fits the profile. No one else fits the profile. You know, every time I see her face, it's a little more airbrushed. It's almost enough to convince me I'm going blind. The emptiness is almost too much to bear. My God, what have we done with all the complicated surfaces? When did everything become so smooth? Her true face is a maths problem none of us want to solve. I think our species might be ready to abandon complexity altogether. Nuance is required to appreciate it. If you want to appreciate your cooking. Oh, that's cold. Your lasagna has so little respect for its public that it might as well be a poem. I can think of no more damning criticism of a prepared meal. It hides its meaning tremendously well. It's funny. Every time I rehearse our breakup speech, I feel like I go off on a tangent. Preoccupied with what things mean, rather than how they taste. I try to talk straight, but it's tricky to say goodbye. Maybe if I had a simile. But the truth is too slippery. It slides to my hands like... Like... Damn it, like, like greased whale song, like uh, ghost snake babies. Jesus Christ, I can do better than this. Hang on. No, I can't. Yes, I can. The truth is, the truth is like rain-soaked chimpanzees. Twelve rain-soaked chimpanzees. All of them. Strangely aware that their zoo has gone into receivership. Imagine them there, hands on each other's shoulders, heads down in a kind of prayer. The walls of their enclosure smeared with complex sigils of crud. If these walls are art, I don't think we have the kind of shared cultural history necessary for us to appreciate it. Yet, yeah. maybe, yeah maybe, if we stared at that shit stained wall, if we stared at that shit stained wall for long enough, 
We might just catch a glimpse of their god Cause to us it just looked like a big stupid picture of Loch Ness Monster Porn Yeah, it takes some deciphering Might take you a couple of minutes to even realise you're not looking at a Kurt Schwitters painting or something No, you're looking at extremely complicated monster sex You shouldn't fuck with abstracts as big as this I don't know if sex with sea dragons is archaic or extremely progressive but I know it's the end of the timeline either way I can't think of a better symbol to represent the end of days and so it begins the reckoning all possible universes collapsed into a singular ending all scores settled you won't be able to push a guy out a window without him accidentally landing on your mother. All possibilities will meet in the middle. Life and death. Heaven and hell. Love and a shit magician. Let's say that again. A shit magician. Okay, <laughs> so... There you go. Uh, if you like the idea and you fancied listening to the poem in the way that it was intended, i.e. downloaded onto your MP3 player and set to shuffle, then you can download it from the Bandcamp website. That's rosssutherland.bandcamp.com. RossSutherland.bandcamp.com. Uh, you can just click the button marked buy now. It's going to come up with a box asking you how much you want to pay. But I've set it to no minimum price. So you can just put zero into the box and have it for free. Um, and I'll put a link to the Bandcamp page in the info box for this podcast. So, yeah, you should have it already. Now, if you want to, you can also download my spoken word album from the same website. Uh, yep, same Bandcamp website. You should see it down there in like the side column. Uh, it's called Everything We Do Is A Warning Sign. Uh, so, yep, you can have that. And if you wanted to chuck me a quid for that, you know, I wouldn't say no. Uh, all proceeds go back into the podcast and helping me keep the old girl afloat. Uh, last thing I want to say, it's, it's, it's actually kind of like a correction. Um... Like I said earlier that this poem lasts forever and and then that's obviously that's not strictly true because you know even if it was playing through a you know a rechargeable solar power source hidden in some dense mountain range protected from nuclear holocaust and other kinds of global extinction you know even if that was the case uh, eventually the metal used in the mp3 player is going to start to disintegrate uh, and the silicone and the plastic i mean no matter how well it's made uh, all of that is going to happen after only a couple of hundred years uh, and, and which is you know which is way way before uh, the sun becomes a red giant and engulfs us, which is like five billion years away. So, you know, like this, this poem is not truly everlasting. At best, this poem lasts about a hundred years. And if I'm, if I'm being honest, like even after the first 24 and a half days, um, it's going to start to repeat the cantos in the same order. So like, let's just, you know, 
because I don't want any snotty letters. Let's just call the poem 24 and a half days long. Um, yeah, let's call it that. Which is actually, weirdly, that's, that's the precise length of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So, there you go, sorted. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. That'll save me a bit of money next year. Uh, okay, this has been imaginary advice. My tummy's rumbling. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>